Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Read With Us podcast. Today, we are returning for the second part of book one, where we will discuss chapters 9 through 17. Before we dive right in again, I wanted to remind everyone about our One Book, One Community initiative that we're doing here at the Schomburg Library and invite everyone that's listening to join in on the discussion and the programming, even if you don't actually want to read the book. I also want to take a minute to highlight our very special author visit with Min Jin Lee herself happening on February 20th, 2020 at the Al Larson Prairie Center for the Arts in Schaumburg. It starts at 6 p.m. and you can call the library at 847-985-4000 for free registration to that event. So now back to the podcast. joined once again by the lovely Amber Krieger, Director of Youth Services for the Schomburg Library. Hello, hey. Amber. Hey, Stephanie. Glad to be here. So we left off the last podcast on the edge of our seats, wondering what was going to happen between Isaac and Sunja, and if Isaac was going to propose, and if Sunja would say yes. So Amber, let's start us off. So of course, Isaac ends up proposing to Sunja, and he's convinced that he's doing the right thing. While Sunja doesn't understand it, she realizes that he has basically just saved her life and given her a path to make a good life for herself and her child. I love Isaac. I know, right? So this is great news, and now it's wedding planning time. They have to find a venue and send out invites, and Sunja needs to say yes to the dress. Well, sadly, Stephanie, that's not exactly what happens at all. One week later, they go to visit a local pastor who isn't at all convinced that this is a good idea. And he sort of chastises Sunja for her predicament. And then in the end, he just goes, well, okay. You're married. Oh, man. So definitely not exactly the best start to married life. But Sunja and Isaac are determined to make it work. But remember, Isaac just came through town on his travels when he stopped at the boarding house. He doesn't actually live in Korea. So Sunja is pregnant, newly married, and now has to leave her mother and the only place she's ever lived and travel to Japan to start her new life with pretty much a stranger. I mean, he's a nice stranger, but still kind of a stranger. So how does she deal with this? Well, Sunja has a lot of her mother in her. They're both hard workers, and they both do what needs to be done. Sunja leaves her mother, and she travels to Japan, but she'll be staying with Isaac's brother, Yosef, and his wife, Kung-hee. So this is kind of the part in the story where we really start to see some of the tension between the Japanese and the Koreans. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, sure. So when Isaac and Sunja get to Yosef's house, Yosef tells them to never, and I mean never, let anyone know that he, Yosef, owns his own home. He tells them that if anyone knew that they were even a little bit wealthy, then people would try to break in and steal their stuff. Not only that, but under Japanese oppression, Koreans have very little rights or options. And that if the Japanese knew Yosef and his wife had nice things, they might try to take them away from him. Wow. So this whole thing has to be a very hard transition for Sunja. She's living in a new place with new rules and still trying to sort of figure out the lay of the land. Exactly. And then an incident happens right when they move in where two moneylenders come to the door saying that they gave Yosef a loan and he's overdue and he must pay it today. Sunja solves the problem by pawning off the gold watch that Han Su had given her. All right, so Sunja comes in and sort of saves the day. 
Of course, it's only later that we realize that Yosef had to take out that money in the first place to pay for Isaac and Sunja to travel from Korea to Osaka. So what's super interesting to me was that the watch that Sunja ends up pawning is actually the last tie to Hansu, and that Hansu gave Sunja the watch as a kind of going away present. And once she gives it up, it sort of moves her forward in her new life. And just as we're thinking that everything is as it should be, Yosef comes home and he is not happy. Oh, that's just putting it lightly. So when Yosef learns what the women did, he's furious. He's ashamed and he's enraged. Of course, he doesn't thank them at all. Instead, everyone in the house ends up getting into a huge screaming match and Yosef ends up leaving the house. Ugh. Poor Sunja. She's just trying to do the right thing. And then, as if this hasn't been enough, we find out that her water breaks that night. So how does her delivery go? Everything goes well. Kung Hee helps her deliver the baby. And then the next morning, when Yosef is finally calm, he's actually tasked with naming the baby due to Korean tradition. But isn't it Korean tradition that the father of the husband names the baby? Yes, but Isaac and Yosef's father is too far away, and they won't get an answer back quickly. So Isaac goes to the task himself, and he names the boy. He decides to call him Noah from the Bible because Noah believed when it was impossible to do so, which sort of echoes Yosef's beliefs in himself that he feels like he needs to do everything on his own, even when it becomes impossible. Wow. So that brings us to the end of book one. We just covered 145 what? pages. So there's a ton to unpack there, obviously. But Amber, what do you think are the key takeaways from this first book? Just the resilience that you're seeing, not only from Sunja, but from every character. This is a really difficult time for everyone because of the depression, but especially for Koreans. Due to the Japanese occupation, Koreans were treated as second-class citizens in Japan, and they constantly had to find ways to make money and support their families. Amber, thank you so much for taking the time to go through book one of Pachinko with me. I will see you at the author visit I... with Min Jin Lee on February 20th. Yes, I'll definitely be there. Awesome. So stay tuned for our next podcast where we'll dive into book two. Bye. Bye. Bye.